Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality Podcast, guys. Uh, I am Brandon Thomas, your host. On this episode, we have Michael Wan on the show. He really needs no damn introduction, man. Uh, If you guys know who Michael Wan is, then you know what this show's all about, and you know it's fascinating. Uh, If you don't, uh, all of the ways to find him will be linked in the show notes. Uh, Go check out his YouTube page, the Sesquahina Alchemy page, and he just has an incredible perspective on just everything, the nature of reality, uh, the different levels of reality that we're working with here, and uh, just his, his ideas are fascinating, guys. He's right on brand with expanding reality. You guys will love this conversation. So without any further ado, Michael Juan. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Juan on the show today. How are you today, brother? I am doing well. I'm yeah, doing it's, it's evening. It's not exactly the day, so it's the evening time. So if we're going to be like specific, because it's nice to you know it. It's a different feel, and and if you're if you kind of like if if you're aware of aligning your your um your energy with like the energy of what we're in, like you know that's that's always a cool thing because it's kind of like going downhill all the time. You're riding off of of a of a larger of a larger a larger source than what you're generating within. So that being said, you know it's evening, so I, I record most of these like in the day, and so it's fun for me. And it's going to be like you know it's going to be a little bit slower. It's going to be a little bit more you know of evening style. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Today was a good day. Gotcha. Well, yeah, right in every day above ground is a great day, man. So I like the delineation. You're absolutely right. So if you're listening to this in the morning, just know that we've got an energy, an evening energy vibe going here. Okay. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. I like, I do like the delineation though, man. So I've been following your work for a little bit here. I've heard you on some big podcasts that you've been on. I've uh, been a big fan of yours for a while. I've reached out. You were very sweet, came right back at me. Uh, I am really, really looking forward to our conversation. Now, when we, when we spoke on the phone, I had John Speaker and I'm in here in the studio doing some stuff and my wife was in the other room and when we hung up, she just goes, 
that guy is amazing. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a great show. <laughs> I can't wait. So I already, man, like I said, you, you've got a fan here. So I cannot wait for you to share who I know you are with my audience. So if you don't mind, man, just for the people out there who don't know you, uh, just give them a little rundown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a, that's a tall order. Thanks for the easy one, right? <laughs> yeah, softball. Um, so, all right. My name is Michael Wan and, uh, I'm associated with something called Susquehanna alchemy. And I started doing this about like five years ago and it started out as kind of like this crazy research project, which is like, was a mixture of of conspiracy and mysticism and mystery. And I, it was gonzo. Like I was completely like my life was tied into it. And it was just like, that became a really interesting story for me. Half the fun is telling the story. So that began like this whole sort of Susquehanna alchemy thing, but over the five years or four years or whatever it has been, and particularly over, um, over the past year, it, it, it has changed. It has morphed, like all things have morphed. And so it began moving more, like what started out as like just this mystery, this like crazy story. Then, you know, it led to like, well, well, why would this be true? You know, what does this say about the nature of reality? And like, if you're like, I've got like, and, and I say this metaphorically, but I, had a, I got a PhD in conspiracy. Like I went hardcore 20 hours a week starting like 2007. Like I got like 10 years of just like everything, conspiracy and magic and psychology and all that stuff. So I was like going through all of that. So like that, when the story was discovered, when I discovered the Susquehanna mystery is what I refer to it now. Um, like I already came with that in, in like, you know, that was, that was my lens. That was my lens. But then it changed more probably as, you know, as, as I grew and changed, as we all do at all times, um, you know, it became more about like reality and it became more about consciousness and it became more about like, okay, well, you know, if this is true, then how do we apply this information in a way that, that, you know, we talked about this in, before we start recording, like, you know, where we get, where we get some return, you know, where, where there's like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. And this, and this is what I'm doing. And this is why. So then I started talking that language and there was like, you know, like I could tell when I made that switch, there's some people I was like, go back to the conspiracy, like stop it with the, the philosophy, like get off that, get off, you know, there's some of that. Some people just like the philosophy and they're like, oh, I don't really care about the, about the mystery, but then COVID hit. And like my brand of crazy suddenly, suddenly <laughs> seemed to be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm in a new space now and I need a new story. And so the Susquehanna alchemy, the Susquehanna mystery has, has, has taken that trajectory. So what is it? It's, it's, it, where is it now? So this is the answer to your question. All of that was, I guess, the preface, the build up to this. It's like Susquehanna alchemy is, 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 is looks at discussions of uh, uh, examinations of reality consciousness for the purpose of escaping the matrix. And that may not be exactly what people think it may mean, but, but that's what I, that's what it is right now. That's what interests me. And that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. So I, uh Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm with you. When this whole COVID thing hit, uh, we all started not to sound that crazy or people had more time to invest 
investigate the things that we've been saying for years, man. And it's like, just just look into it. And then they finally, you know, the do the research, finally, they had some time to do the research and they started looking into a few things. And, and that's, the motivation. And the motivation as well. And that's very true. Absolutely. Good, great point. I had several people come up to me that know me and they said, man, you know, um, always thought you were crazy. I said, thank you. And uh, because, you know, I've always had the model that being well adjusted to a sick society is no measure of good health, right? And one so, of my favorite quotes, one of my absolute favorite quotes, nothing makes more sense than that. A- absolutely. And once you get to that point, it's, it's a very freeing thing, right? I, and so I had a lot of people come up to me with that look in their eye. And you know that look when you first find out. And I haven't seen that look on my own face for well over a decade and a half now. And so whenever people would come up and say, man, you know, you were right. And I said, well, I wasn't right. I just followed breadcrumbs and here's, you know, maybe something I can help you out with. Keep your inner peace. Just know that you have control over how you perceive your reality, but just know also that there's some, there's some messed up stuff going on in your reality, right? Uh, so what, what about escaping the matrix? What do you mean by escaping the matrix? So set the foundation at first. What is the damn matrix, man? All right. So, so there's matrix and there's the matrix. All right. And let's even take a, let's take a step, let's take a, let's take a step backwards. So uh, this is a model. All it is is a model and it's meant to meet whatever model you have. You know, it's, it's like models are, are tools to help us understand the ununderstandable. So, okay, here's a model of reality. So there are three levels of reality. So we're going to start with baseline reality. And baseline reality is uh, the natural world. It's the natural world. Um, it is also the reality which is known like as Maya, is known as dream time, is known as the simulation. Like all of that is true too. And and the best way to explain it is um, uh, it's not what we think it is but we don't know what it is. Like, all you can do is that. It's like, okay, we know it's not what we think it is, but, and we don't know what it is, but we're, we're comfortable with that. So we've got that. That's our baseline reality. It's our physical reality. It's, it's the natural world, but even more specifically, it's the natural world before it's named. Because once you start naming the natural world, you move out of the consciousness to experience that reality. So we've got that. That's, that's reality one and a type of consciousness. So then we have within this baseline reality, we have matrix consciousness or matrix reality. And so matrix reality is any reality which which comes from a story, which is like man-made, which is like, okay, this is language, like like everything like about being human. That's like which which we live our lives. That's matrix reality it's um some matrixes are better than others you know some are in more harmony with 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 um with with baseline reality but but they're just stories and they're just agreed upon contracts and they're and they're all like incredibly fake but they're just like stories created and some of them are better than others but then you have the matrix and the matrix is a very specific type of matrix and it is the dominant one we we are experiencing and and you know assuming history is accurate is like, you know, has always been there. And it is a matrix. The matrix is is identifiable because it is built, all of its rules and laws are inversions of, of the, the, the harmonious workings 
of baseline reality. So it's they're like the flip side or maybe the 90 degree angle to whatever that particular you know frequency or whatever the, those rules of nature would be like it, it's connected to it. It's just like not it's not really part of it. And so so everything in the matrix is like domination. It's based upon domination, this master slave sort of um, this master slave sort of thing, uh, relationship dynamic, um, pay to play, like the very fact that you have to pay to survive. Uh, and then, you know, it goes deeper and deeper. Like the system you got to pay with is like totally rigged. And like, you know, in the deepest level, I'm not just talking about like, oh yeah, the Wall Street's rigged. No, I'm like, no, like the what the consciousness behind debt-based currency is rigged so that like if you got a lot of currency you got a lot of debt like you know all that sort of shit so all of that so that's all the matrix but it's deeper than that it's like and, and hopefully we'll get into this it's time it's calendars it's language it's all of that sort of stuff but um the matrix is the closest thing to us and it's uh, it's self-referencing because you're born into it and it's constantly reflecting itself back so it appears to be real because you've never not been inside it and so that's mostly like the, the breaking out of the, the the matrix or the escaping the matrix is like it's not so much like uh, I'm going to go off grid and certainly that's part of it. But if you're still thinking and if you're still understanding and interpreting reality based upon those same matrix rules that were in which became our second nature, that's what they are. They just became second nature. You're still in the matrix. You know, and I don't have a skill set to teach anyone how to go and live off the grid. I'll be the first one to say, say that I walk between two worlds right now. I think a lot of us are walking between two worlds and my piece of the puzzle, because we all got different pieces of the puzzle is about like in a very, very practical way, like how you disengage consciousness from the matrix. And the reason why you want to do that is so that the first level of understanding reality is not a matrix rule. And that, and that is, that's, that it's, when we get into the examples, it may seem a little bit um, like, that's it? And I'm like, yeah, but it's a big deal. And we could go into it. So that's matrix reality. And I want to go to the third reality, and then I'll give you an opportunity to uh, reflect back. So the third reality is that which the baseline reality exists within. And remember, like matrix is part of the, or exists within the baseline reality. So it's like, you know, it's, it's within it. And that is the greater reality. And the greater reality is all the mysteries. It's all the, it's all the structures behind the scenes. It's all the stuff that, that, um, that make this work. And we don't really know what they are. We can under, we can understand their patterns, I suppose. But as soon as we start coming up with the stories of them, you know, that's when we move into a matrix reality. I'm not saying the stories aren't accurate. Maybe some are more accurate than others, but when you start going in that direction, that's what's you, you, you start to blend with, with matrix reality. And so the greater reality in its purest definition, I'm not saying how anyone should live their life, but the the greater reality is just the under, well, it's two parts. It's the understanding of that it's all a mystery. And then secondly, that you are part of it. And so like to be able to recognize without necessarily like defining too deeply what you're a part of it means, but to be able to like actually blend into that in a real inner way. You know, and it's interesting because what, what this speaks to is how powerful we are as creators, as entities, as that we can create something so far removed from the natural processes of, of the world that we are then now breeding more people into that system as well. And then what's interesting about it, I think, is that uh, just by naming things and by observing things. So what we're basically talking about here is on a quantum level, the second you observe or name or uh, um, 
judge or think about or have an opinion about, good or bad, either either way, you you kind of separate it and you make it now part of this different thing. Um, so how does how would one go about living life in in a perfect state to where we don't then now transcend all these beautiful things and I'm going to say taint them a little bit by then judging or naming them or pulling them into this other reality and just observing the natural world around us by just enjoying it and dispassionate. Well. I mean, in my opinion, it's this. It's like it's for each person to decide how they want to live their lives. Like, um, I don't want to I'm not interested in at least right now. There are times where I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm interested in. But I'm not interested in right now, like, you know, living as a monk on top of a on, on a mountain in a solitary environment. It's like, listen, I was born into this system. I get this system. I was born into this system in the most exciting time. And I have some degree of insight into it. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, you know, at least for right now, like this is part of my life. And I'm not like suggest people make a, that's just me. And so each person is, I don't want someone to tell me what to do. I don't want you, I'm not going to tell you what to do. So that being said, this is what I think is the value or the significance. Um, It's understanding what's happening so that you can then play with a greater understanding of the rules. Um, So naming consciousness has a great purpose. Like, you know, it allows us to go at least with words before I can communicate directly to to your mind in like images or what have you. Like, I don't have that. I haven't had that experience yet. So for now I got words and, and words are helpful. And, but you're absolutely right. The moment, the moment it's named like, you know, to, uh, to a quantum, to a quantum level to, and then to whatever degree that spills out from it, it's like, yes, like it's like you've collapsed all other potentialities of what it could be. And this is what it is. This is now a friggin' tree and it's part of a forest and and this is its job and it does it's a housing to birds and it does carbon dioxide and you're doing all of that. And that may be 100 percent right. But like you just cut down a whole bunch of other potentialities. So it's like, you know, naming does some stuff. So it's the understand. Well, there are two parts. It's understanding. OK, well, when I name this is happening. And so you're at least aware because awareness is it's exactly what you're saying. There's this uh, with the with the when you become the observer, uh, when you become aware. So that's that's kind of like being an observer of life. You're now aware that there's something happening. Well, now you're changing it. And so the awareness like changes it and it's going to change it or or the 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 observer changes it based upon what the observer brings to it. And so like if you're coming with it, like I understand what's going on and I'm observing that I'm naming and I understand what naming does. Well, then there seems to be the self-correcting sort of thing. You're like, well, I'm going to be a little bit smarter with my naming. That's part of it. But the other part is being able to recognize the false realities. So this is what the matrix does. The the matrix, this is their primary modus operandi of how they've created this reality. They create a false reality that is very, very similar, which is very, very similar to, to the regular reality. And this can be done in infinite ways. And sometimes it's exactly the same. There are all these different ways in which, which it's always has to be like symbolically, there's a linkage somehow that exists, not so much in the rational mind, but within more of the creative mind, but it links it. It links these two things and they create this false reality. And they, each person were, were, were being constantly constantly conditioned to live in this false reality and as and that becomes like oh okay because this this is the human experience or the the way of being human this is what we do we latch on to something and we connect to it 
And it's just like, you know, the whole thing about what is it? The goose is the first thing the goose sees when it comes out of the egg more than any animal, like it will, it will imprint to. So like if a goose like sees a, a lawnmower, like it follows around the lawnmower. So it's like, it, it's connecting, like we connect, we're always connecting. So you're going to connect to something and you're given this false reality, which is seemingly true which seemingly like there's part of it, which feels true, sometimes more true than other true. And at the same time, the, the actual reality, which, you know, or the baseline reality, that's kind of hidden, that's hidden. And it's hidden with the naming. It's, this is like the hiding in plain sight. So when we begin to recognize that, and then we begin to realize like, oh, this is the false reality. This, this, I thought that was real. I, went, I didn't even think that was a reality. I just thought that's the way things were. And then you can begin to understand how the game is played or at least how to play the game at a different level. And, you know, I use the word game because they just change the rules on you. They just change the friggin' rules on you overnight. And so guess what? It's a friggin' game. And so if you treat it that way and you understand the rules, you can now start to participate it on your terms. And so I want to say this one last point, which um, which before I, I hand it back to you. So. Um, so so you said that that, you know, uh, what was it about human beings were like these amazing uh, beings were what we're capable of? Do you remember exactly what you said? Yeah, it's kind of uh, to the, just to the idea that we're these infinite beings that can create our reality. And then therefore what we observe um, then, you know, has an influence over our observation of it. Right. Is, or is influenced rather. Yes, over yes, our observation yes, of yes, it. yes, yes, yes. OK. So I used to hear that, like, I can remember like 10 years, like I've, I've looked at a lot of different things. I've looked at a lot of different things and I'm 100% open-minded. I'm 100% open-minded. And for the most part, you know, I try not to be judgmental, but there's certain things that I'm like, this resonates with me. And that doesn't resonate with me. I'm like, you know, I get it. Like, like, I think I can walk that line pretty well. So that being said, um, Maybe like, uh, I don't know, like five, 10 years ago, I, you would hear that type of language, or at least I was hearing that type of, of, of story a lot about like, we are such amazing beings. And if we only knew how amazing we were. And there's part of me, which was rolling my eyes. And the reason I was rolling my eyes, I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Do something amazing. Like, like, like that just like, I'm totally down if you could give me something real. But like, when that just talk, like, like, I don't know, like, that's where I was then. So, but I'm not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. So I'm just like telling you like the process, the whole process. So, so as I became more and more and more acutely aware of everything that we take in our regular life as just being like, oh, that's just life. That's not a thing. And then you realize like the amount of effort the amount of friggin' effort, which is like going to you to make certain that this is how you expand reality. Because if for a minute, if for a minute we like they, they let up their, the, the, the governor, the control, well, then what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So like, so I start thinking about that. And I'm like, and I went back, you know, five years ago and I was like, those MFers were right. Why <laughs> else would they be doing this? Because if we knew, if we knew what we could do. And so it's like, now it's a different story for me. I still have not yet to fly. I'm still not yet to fly. And I'm not encouraging anyone to jump out of the window. But the moment I see it, the moment I see it, I'll be like, yeah, I know it. 
You know, there's some interesting thoughts on that, though, and I, I want to go down this road with you now because Tom Barnett, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an Australian guy. He's very outspoken against vaccines. About, uh, he's a very health-conscious guy, and he has, on a natural level, he believes that we all have that ability, but that it's it's snuffed out in us from the fake reality or from the false reality that's over us. And it's so convincing that we can't do that or that we're not capable of that. And then you'll hear these stories of children just saying, like, why can't I fly anymore? I used to be able to. And so children are aware of this on a very conscious level that it is one of the abilities that they have now i think that you're born or you know the saying is is that you're born with two innate fears as a human being and most mammals are actually you're born with the fear of heights and the fear of loud noises and those are survival techniques that have been built in us i was always told snakes was on there because i always thought where did that come from but anyway religious. So go on, go no on, no go no on. you're right and religious i've been having a snake deal going on out here as well if you follow my instagram or tiktok or whatever you'll see that i've pulled a, the same snake out of my chicken coop i think four times now and i just keep relocating so I come home and I take my snake for a walk, right? It's a non-venomous thing, but I'm terrified of them, even though I know that there is nothing wrong with this thing. Now, I think maybe that has to do, and we're just speculating here about religious upbringing and about being scared of the snake, you know, in the Garden of Eden and all that. That may be one of those things. But also, evolutionarily, I'm not scared of dogs, and we should be scared shitless of wolves, you know? If it would follow the same logic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you start asking questions, just like what you're doing, like you start to see like all of these stories break down. And and I don't think there's like that's not necessarily a problem, like like the way that's seen as a problem. So this is this is. um so we'll get into like just like the structure of human psychology, um, uh, particularly in this world where we're just given a false reality. And there's a part of you that knows it's a false reality. And each person creates a persona like everything in this first re false reality is to encourage you to create your own false reality. Like everything from like uh, uh, like horrible home lives. Like we think about like, you know, even the best the, the best home life here in this modern world for the most part is still tainted with a whole bunch of nasty shit. Like, you know, it just might not be as crazy as all the other ones, but like, you know, that, in, that, that brings out a lot of qualities. It naturally brings out qualities, which really doesn't serve the human experience, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, uh, I don't even remember where I was going to go with this. Where were we, what were we just talking about? We were talking about the, uh, um, <laughs> so listen, I, human, I wanted, I wanted to point something oh, the out the dogs there. and the animal and the, and the fears. Well, perhaps. Right. And so I've, I've always been heard and this is just one of those things you hear. Right. And you also hear that false, um, that falsitude that, uh, daddy long legs are the most venomous spiders in the world. Well, they're not. That was uh, from the movie, um, arachnophobia. And it's not even true. And I've never becomes... heard that once. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard it a ton. I even repeated it a bunch until somebody pointed it out to me. They're like, hey, dickhead, you know that that's false information. And I was like, whoa. And so I had to rework my whole paradigm and I had to really look into it. But what you said about the reinforcing the uh, your persona, and I think you're right about this. Um, I think that we do have a persona that we're raised with. And in utero is when you're most in utero to six or seven years, somewhere around in there. That's when you're the most impressionable. That's when the ideas and the identities that you've been that have been forced upon you are imprinted as a basic foundation that then you've got to break out of that later on. That's something that used to define you, perhaps like you can't fly. Mike, yeah. I, Maybe you can, man. I, like I said, start small. Start off like your first step. Exactly, 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 exactly. And I remember what I was going to say, and I was excited. This was a good point. So, and it it, it complements what you're just saying. So, um, 
our system, like the system, and just like what you're saying, like it's 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 like in the DNA and it's like in the environment and it's all that sort of stuff. And so it's it's to encourage you to create this false reality. That's part of like how our psychology is like, you know, you do these things so that you can fit in like as a three year old, you learn how to like get whatever it is you need to get you and then it continues to go from there. So. Each person, each person has, um, particularly for someone who like, this is like a foreign concept. Like as soon as you hear this and you're like, oh, is that a possibility? Did I do that? Well, then suddenly you're an observer in the experiment and then all these other potentialities fell uh, like collapse. But so, okay, so you're a regular person and you've got a false reality, but you got no idea you got a false reality because you think that you've got a real reality and you've got a real person, you've got a real personality. And then, and then what happens is, um, Anything which is part of a false reality, as that begins to deconstruct, as that begins to deconstruct, um, particularly of the individual, like within their personality, but could just be like a belief which they hold. Um, there is an innate fear of, oh, how about this? There's an innate fear of falling. And it's falling because you're in a house of cards, because there's a part of you that knows that everything is fake. And this is where the trickery happens. This is where the trickery happens. If you were raised, if we were raised in a culture which truly connected you to something deeper, like that was part of the upbringing, not like, and, and so nothing, when that happens, when you are grounded into something which is, uh, and it can't be a story, it's gotta be more than that, but a story can be tied to it. But when it's something which is unshakable, well then like it's, it's the, you, you don't have that fear of falling. The fear of falling happens when you don't realize there's something else to hold on to, that there's something else which you need to connect to. This was the whole thing about the imprinting. And it's like, we gotta connect to something. So it's like everything, I'm connected to my false reality. I'm connected to my false persona. I'm connected to all of this sort of stuff. And it's like, I don't even know there's anything else. This is all I know. So it's terrifying to that person. It's terrifying to that person in that state. And, you know, maybe you've been there as well. Uh, like we've all been there at some point for something. And when it, when it crashes down, like, you know, there's that, and there, there is a fear of that. And so this kind of goes back, oh, this is where we were going with this. You asked the question, you were like, well, you know, what do you think is, is the right thing to do? And it's like, well, the right thing to do is to, to help people with awareness, <clears throat> like on so many different levels. Like as soon as you get like a little bit of awareness, like, oh, wow, I didn't realize like uh, that, that, that how the, how the uh, medical industry is structured. And, and I didn't realize that. And then they're like a little bit more aware of something else. And then it's just, it, it's, it, it, it unfolds and it, it like, uh, like dominoes falling down. And then if the more tools you give someone, they can go and deconstruct their own stories. And that to me is, is, is what I would think would be ideal is, and we do this together because I think, <laughs> I mean, I did a video the other day, uh, and maybe we'll talk about this, uh, about friggin' dragons. And I laughed at myself because, like, I can't even believe I'm going to say this because this is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's so ridiculous, but all signs point to the fact that if there's such thing as dragons, I know where they're living. I literally know where they're living. And I'm like, I never thought that. So the point I'm trying to make with this is, like, you know, we're all deconstructing the story. So maybe they're, uh, I'm still, like, uncertain. I Once I see a dragon, but I've become a 
whole lot more like, well, open to the possibility of there being living dragons on earth than I ever was like in my whole life. So that's Mike's story deconstructing. Now, whether or not it turns out we see a dragon, like who knows, but as that happens, I'm going to be pretty like, holy shite, what else is different? So that's what I mean. Like we're all in this together and we're all in like different stages. And so it's, uh, it's all crumbling down. It's all crumbling down. And this is another reason why people are going so easily to the story that is being sold to them because they don't really have anywhere else to go. Um, and I mean that with consciousness, uh, uh, they don't have any other understanding of reality. They don't have any understanding of reality. And, you know, I'm from that world. I grew up in that world. So I've got like a lot of sympathy to those folks who are interested in expanding or, or, or expanding their deconstructive process. You know, and that's what this show is all about, man. We talk about ideas here. No ideas are ridiculous. No, none of them are uh, off the table here. We'll talk about anything and, and discuss them at length. I've actually got a pretty uh, mind-blowing conspiracy theory that I made up. Well, uh, let me say this. I haven't heard it repeated anywhere else, but I want to I want to get to that in a little bit. But to one thing that you said um, it, about deconstructing your own matrix. Now, what I've found is, is that Whenever I go through the awakening process or whenever people go through that, you, you start to hit on a few things and then you start to wake other people up. But then you may find out that one or two of those things is not true or is not accurate or with further research. But what I think it does do and the value in being able to have these kind of conversations is, is that it allows you to start questioning things. That's the big one. And it allows you to start going, well, if that's wrong, you know, because that's how I got started with this is with spirituality, then to the conspiracy theories. I was the other way around. Uh, some people do it the other way around. It doesn't matter. But one of the interesting I actually points- started spirituality before the uh, before conspiracy. So, okay, I so we, we align on that. There you go. OK, it's an interesting thing, though. And, and it's really I think that because, you know, you're really if you are raised religious, then you kind of get to a point to where you're like, hang on, this doesn't really make sense. You know, and it's and I remember one of the false falsehoods that one of my youth pastor sects, I was raised Baptist in Texas here, God bless him, uh, was is that uh, the Bible is the one book that has never contradicted itself. And what's interesting is I found a lot of contradictions when I went looking. And I was like, well, if that's true, then what the hell else is going on? And then that led me to several other things. And then I got into Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God. That book just threw me off, man. I mean, that was that was a big one. That started making me question a lot of things. And just about possibilities. Now you said that you said about possibilities, and that's that's where I exist, and I know you do too. It's that there are so many things out here that we don't understand. The understanding of which would change everything. But I think just the understanding that that is an understanding changes everything. That's your baseline. That's when you start to splinter off into all these other concepts and ideas, and that's when you're able even then to entertain a conversation about ideas, and you're not defensive about a, de- a belief system that you were fed that you don't you didn't actually do any research into and then a lot of people don't and then whenever they start doing research into it it starts to contradict their beliefs well they lean back on it because like you said man and i think that you you nailed it you put it they're being marched to slaughter because they have nowhere else to go and there are a few folks out here that are breaking open and and there's a real divergence in understandings here and in consciousness in general. And it's almost like there's two worlds existing here together at the same time, which is, has that been your observation as well? Yeah. Well, yes, 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 yes. Um, But what I, what, what I love to, 
have the fun of this. You know, I'm using the word fun is like it's it's fascinating. Like if you could be if you like, you know, there's the personal story and there's that and there, that's level reality. But then there's like when you could like kind of separate and be like, this is actually happening. Like, look what's actually unfolding before your eyes. Like so what I have been so interested in watching are um, are are people who I know. People who are like, you know, within my within my actual living experience and seeing how they respond. And what I love, what I love is when the assumption I made was wrong. I'm like, oh, this person is definitely going to be that way. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe they believe that. And it's like and like and then I'm like, I can't believe they saw through (laughs) that. I never would have guessed it. And so that has been so much friggin fun. And so my, my this is my take on that, like, you know, at the end of the day, this is a, you know, it's fun to talk about the ideas. And, and as I said, like, I'm, I'm real practical. I'm real boring that way. But like, you know, the only thing that really matters for most of us is cleaning up our emotional, psychological world. Like all the other stuff doesn't matter because you we could learn like fifth dimensional physics and all that sort of shit. But if you're still all fucked up, it don't matter. <laughs> right. And in fact, like I'll even go this far. I'll be like, well, that's the reason why you don't have the fifth dimensional physics is because like there's a built in safety valve that you can't learn it when you're fucked up. Yep. yep. And so and that is not a judgment. It's like you're, it's the quote you said, like it, it's it's how about this? It, there, there's no there's no manner of shame to be fucked up because you grew up in a fucked up world. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I point out all the time, guys. It's not your fault, you know, and there's the research is out there and go for it and spend a little bit of time on this. Now, I will say something to what you said. You are anything you boring is not a word that I would use to describe you in any stretch of the imagination. Guys, I will be, of course, linking uh, in the bottom of the show notes all the ways to find Michael and uh, his great videos. You're fascinating. I was telling my wife right before we started this, we're outside, just kind of I was getting in the mode and I was telling her all about you. and, And she said, oh, it's that guy, the guy from the phone. And I was like, yes. And I said, I could have this guy on a thousand times and never even scratch the surface on on what he talks about. And that's a great thing, though, man. I mean, you're just such a fascinating guy. So uh, now now that we're done massaging you here, I yeah, will say... Yeah, all right, hit me with the hard one. <laughs> yeah, right. The, well, I talked to your next-door neighbor, and this is what they said. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, okay, so let me let me throw you a wild curveball here because it's just right. something that, that I thought about one time. May or may not have been on Mushrooms. But I my, my thought on this was is... Um, what if, and this is massive what if, okay, what if nothing existed before you got here, okay, and that this story is all about, not not in a, it's all about me kind of thing, but this this is a tailored experience for you to figure out these mysteries with these paradigms. It's basically like a, um, like a simulation, if you want to put it, but no history actually exists. Everything started when you got here with the idea that all of this happened before you because you had to be told that, right? You had to be told that our Earth is round. It's counter to our observations. You had to be told that dinosaurs existed and that they dug up some bones and that's how they know. So you had to be told that somebody died for your sin and that there's this system. Oh, but there's this other system where they don't believe that shit at all. It, it's all basically like you were plopped into this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, idea. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this before or thought of this? Well, no, like I I mean, I I told like, no, I love it. I've thought very similar thoughts. I've thought very similar. And it makes the most in my personal life experience. That makes almost more sense than anything <laughs> else. In fact, it may make the most amount of sense. It's the just... most amount of sense. Um, uh, and that was a lot of I, I brought this up with the Susquehanna mystery. I'm like, this is so friggin personal. 
I'm like, this was like written for me. But then, and so, so I'll say two things. One is part of the false reality is that you can't say like, it's all about me because we know so much about like narcissists and narcissistic personality disorder. And like, oh, well, it can't be about you because, and so like, just saying that it's like, you're like, well, you know, let me, let, let me couch this in the right terms. So, you know, like, you know, that's part of like the, the, the thing. So it is all about us uh, from the experiential level. But then there's also like every other person, it's all about them too. And there are people you connect with. And then that third thing happens. Like, you know, it's all of those sort of things, but primarily, primarily, yeah, it's about you. And I'll give it, and I used to think about this a lot. Um, when, uh, like on the beach, like you've been to the beach before. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. And you probably were there when it was sunny and nice out. Right. 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 And you're standing on the sand and you're looking at the water. And one of the things which I always have done, um, is I've been, I like to look at how the light reflects on the water of the ocean and just seeing those lines and like really just seeing them as like, like kind of like white diamonds and watch how they move them. And like, not like in any sort of like trippy way, like literally like, oh, can I hold that? Let me see that shape. Can I hold that shape in my eyes and all this other sort of stuff. And so I'm always playing with the, with the, with the lights uh, or with the, how the light hits the ocean and the angle of it is always a certain way that it comes straight to your perspective. It comes straight to your perspective. If you play these sort of games and you could even do that with like, I used to do it with street lights. I'd watch it snow when I was a kid and like hope that school would be canceled and you squint your eyes and you get like the long lines, but they would always come to you. And then I was like, well, well, of course, all the light comes to you because it's all about your perspective. Like it is all about you just like, it, but we can share it. Like, uh, where it goes from there, like uh, the story does seem to be immensely personal. And I, I, I couch some of my things. I'm like, assuming the history they tell us is right. 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 And I say that because I'm like, well, I don't how do I know this wasn't all made up because this all just happened, you know, when I was born, because I've never seen the time before I was born. In fact, I don't even remember when I was born. I just know that they told me I was born and maybe there are a couple of pictures. That being said, I have delivered two children. Okay, so, so, you can so I'll say that I'll, I'll say that that may deconstruct my <laughs> life, but it's a fun sort of it's a uh, uh, I, I think that's a really interesting idea because that questions everything that points to at least all of the built in assumptions that we don't even realize is a, uh, is a built in assumption about our experience. Yeah, it's kind of like a tailored experience, right? So maybe you or maybe somebody, maybe maybe you're just an entity somewhere else and you just put a quarter in a, in a machine and they put this hat on you. And now that's what you are. You're having this tailored experience. And there's really? no way for us to say that that's not true, right? But it's just one of those things that you think about where you're just like, damn, that's pretty interesting. And I don't know what history was like. I don't know what the damn world looks like. I don't know, you know, what what's going on out there other than what I'm told. And then you get to a point where what you observe is your reality. Well, then now your observations are kind of counterbalanced or at odds uh, against what you've been told. And so then it's like, well, what the hell's true then? You know, am I the one full of shit here or is reality or this baseline reality the one full of shit here? And then maybe that's the whole point of all of it, right? Maybe it's just a damn game. The only reason <sighs> I can see what's happening behind me is because it's in this camera, but my eyes can't see that. What if the world's not rendered behind me because it doesn't need to be, right? This is when you get on these deep trippy type things that I was really looking forward to you coming on to talk about this stuff. So, so this goes back Back to like where we began with the three levels of realities. This is how like I try to um, like how I try to try to meet that. Um, 
So the greater, I said, the greater reality, the greater reality is like whatever the mystery is. It's like, is it a game? Is it a this? Is it, are we living on top of the, the head of a giant? You know, I don't know. Like, and I'm not, and, and that doesn't matter to me. I know that there's a mystery and I don't know that mystery. <clears throat> I know that I'm in the baseline reality and I know it's not what it seems. That's all I know. Like, I don't know if it's being rendered or what have you, but, and then I know that I live in the matrix. And then I, and then I say like, well, all I want to know are like, what are the rules? Like, how does it work? So then I can play the game differently. And I like to use the game because I think you're absolutely right. Um, I don't think it matters so much. In fact, I think it's fun. So it does and it doesn't. Like the stories matter because it makes the game friggin' awesome. Um, but they don't matter because they all deconstruct. And so once you get into that space, once you get into that space and you're actually like living life that way, it's like, then like, then it gets really exciting again in a different way, in a different way. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I am writing this story, but you can't bullshit yourself. If you've gotten to the level, if you've gotten to the level of, um, okay, this is what I think is going on. I think it's this and I'm going to, and, and you're going to come up with a story and I can write a story and it becomes true. Um, as soon as you see a contradiction in your own story, like that collapses. So it's like, you know, it, it kind of like, as long as it's this, I always go back to what I call objective or baseline reality. I talked about this with astrology a little bit, like, you know, the objective astrology. It's like, you go back as far as you can go. You go back as far as you go where it doesn't really deconstruct, uh, knowing that it's still probably bullshit, but it's as far as I could go. And then you run with it. And then you run with it. And that's what I mean. Like you can't bullshit yourself because um, that's why it's called believe, be the lie. And it's like, they're telling you the truth in that. And like, because you're going to be whatever you tell. Um, but if you could do it in a way, which is as authentic as you are and your awareness, well, then it's probably going to take you uh, to a higher level. That's, that's my take. That's my take. Well, I love your take. Uh, and it, it speaks to the fact that maybe that's back to the thing about how more powerful we are. Maybe we are so damn powerful that we can literally change the reality in which we live just based on our perception and our interpretation of what's around us and our beliefs in ourselves to do so. You can mm -hmm. do this in small little ways. And you can, I, I've done it with like... Okay, uh, a bird will land on that branch right there, and I'll just sit mm. there and wait. And then, bam, a bird lands on it, and and what, it'll one up me. Two birds will land on it, and it'll be like, "Didn't see that one coming, did you, dickhead?" And it's like, you know, okay, well, I got what I wanted, but it was better than I thought, right? And then you'll and then you'll sit there and say, you know, uh, I had this conversation with a guy named Paul Wilson on my show, and he talked about uh, about whenever you start to pay attention to something, now that's all you see, right? Mm -hmm. And so the example he used was a blue Tesla. So whenever you're like, uh, blue Teslas aren't super common, but then you see one and you think about it. Now all you see are freaking blue Teslas. So I use the example, well, what if you change that word out for opportunities or advantages or as uh, helpful signs from the universe, however you want to put it, that you are in the right direction. And that's all you see, because people will then get in that spiral the other way. They'll say, well, all I see is obstacles. All I see are barriers to my truth. All I see are lies. And that's true because you're powerful and you can see whatever the hell you want. And so you get into this alchemistic type of a thought process with things to where you really start to dick with your reality. And it's awesome. It's a lot of fucking fun, yeah. man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I will go back to the example of what you said, like, so um, uh, what did you say? You said that, uh, what if all I see are opportunities? What if all I see are confirmations that I'm on the right path? Um, and this is why I think for, for most of us, going back to like, um, 
you know, the practicality of like being a human being, being a human being. And part of the human being is the inner world and the emotional world. And that's what's pro the, the, that's where so much is screwed up in the human being right now. Uh, you still got it. That, that, that is the name of the, that is the primary name of the game. That's the prime. That's the only thing you actually have control over. And if that hasn't been done or if that if like done, isn't the right word. Uh, I think probably if that has not been approached or looked at and, and is, is a thing, then very much like the, the, the signs you get from the universe are all going to be the ones that are going to bring you to your own self-destruction so that you can then go and do your emotional stuff. <laughs> and then you can flip back and then eventually do the same thing again. But like, that's part of, that seems to be part of this like flip. I love the two birds thing. And, and yes, like that seemingly like how that uh, that's how reality is works. That's how reality works. Yeah. And like the people who will stare at a cloud and I've, I've done this actually. And I, okay, let me preface this. I know clouds dissipate. We know that. Okay. But you can actually pick out a particular cloud in a cluster of like three or four of them. And you could kind of stare at it with intention, with focus and say, okay, fade into the back, disappear, disappear, fade into the atmosphere, disappear, disappear. And you could repeat that. And I'll be damned, man, if that fucking cloud doesn't disappear, the one you're thinking about and pointing at, not the ones around it that are also affected by the same atmosphere and that should dissipate at the same rate, you actually have a bit of manipulation over your reality in this way. Now, I know that attracting a couple of birds that are flying around anyway, but to that particular damn branch, I mean, the odds of that probably are pretty, pretty good, right? But then to make that one cloud dissipate, well, we know clouds dissipate, but that's the story, right? That's the thought process. That's how you break it down as you say, well, the odds of it of this. And then you start discounting the fact that maybe what you did was actually pretty damn cool and that you do have more control over your reality than you're being told that you do because now mm -hmm. you're being opposed by this idea of all these rational people that say it's not it's not true or that it was very possible what you wanted to do anyway uh abs absolutely well well first thing whenever i see like clouds dissipating i'm just assuming someone outside of my line <laughs> of sight they're like ah oh, someone just made that dissipated <laughs> so that was always my thought it never occurred to me that they had it happened naturally i yeah. thought it was always someone <laughs> dissipating them somewhere i like it um <laughs> so uh that I, I, yeah, that makes that that makes perfect sense. But I, so it, it's just an interesting thing. And when we start to talk about deconstructing the matrix and start to break out of the paradigms, and those those are the those are the concepts I'm most interested in because it's it is it's a reinforcing system that, and maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe there's a. Thing I mean, about, how about this? The very fact, the very fact that we go through the process to like check our logic. Like, just like you're saying, like, well, what are the odds of this? What are the odds of that? Or like, let me couch it this way. Like, we all do it. Um, versus like, there's probably, you know, there's a way that the game is played that they go up, they look, they're like dissipate cloud, cloud disappears and they go on their day. And it never even crosses in consciousness that, oh, I did it or I didn't do it. All I know is like, I looked up, I thought that happened. And I haven't had another, like, you know, all of those are the things like, which were, were, um, uh, becoming aware of like, I like to always point this one out. Um, like, think about this, like today, today, how many, how many stop signs do you think you saw in either your direct vision or peripheral vision? Uh, no, I didn't drive anywhere today. So that, that one's Did not you walk fair. anywhere? I, around my, we live on 12 acres on the country. So there's only one. So you weren't out there. Here. So you didn't go. So, okay. In a week, in a week. Oh, uh, 
that I consciously paid attention to or that I came across willing? Well, whatever. Like, just give me a number. Uh, I'd say, shit, in a week, 30, 40, 50, somewhere around in there. Let's yeah, say so we say 30, and you probably are in a much lower, on a much lower number if you're living on 12 acres away and a little bit outside. So, and then you go and you, you extrapolate that out. So 50 in a week, so 250, uh, no, 2,500 in a year. And then like, you know, 25,000 in a decade. Um, think about those as impressions. Like think about that, like, you know, um, it's, it's the same size, or the same shape, excuse me, the same sort of font, the same color. And it's like, it's always going in, it's always going in, it's always going in. And then you compare yourself to the version of you that's never seen a stop sign once. Like has never been given that message. And, and, you know, we have all of these, these, like these constant sort of things which are affecting us. And so the breaking out of the matrix is beginning to become recognized of that. Like I changed how I work with a, with a, with a day planner. I, I try not to say the C word because it's, unless I'm talking about bills, that's the <laughs> only time you use the calendar word as it relates to bills. Right. That's what a calendar means. A calendar is how you keep track of when you pay your debts. That's a calendar. So when you when you schedule your life in a calendar and you're in a debt based like these are all of the things that we don't even think about. But like this, these are the, this is what holds like the consciousness, like before you can go and like really be free, like we don't even know what we're trying to be free of. Mm hmm. Completely. And so I find that very exciting. I saw on um, I was looking at some of your past guests. It looked like um, uh, one of your past guests did something on like bullet journaling. I'm assuming it was bullet journaling. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Taylor Rutsala. She's great. Her episode just came out not too long ago. She's wonderful. So like to me, that's one of the that's one of the top secret techniques of getting out of the matrix. Um, I take it to another level, uh, particularly how to get out of the calendar. But that's like, you know, uh, you are putting creativity and you are owning your experience in a way. And, and you know, maybe not like I, I'm in alignment with all of the, the, the practices of bullet journaling, but the, the very idea of it and what that speaks about, like, you know, returning um, how we how we create the experiences of our life, like plan our days. As long as you live in a place where you got to plan your day, you know, you might as well do it in a certain way. And and that's why so many people get excited about about like bullet journaling or stuff like that, because you're like, you don't understand this small little thing. Like it had amazing changes on my life. Like the same thing with Zen tangle. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like this simple drawing technique. Um, but like it changes people's lives because like it are, it's these small things that move us out of what has been trapping consciousness and by that i mean the way we interpret reality in ways we don't even realize like it's real easy to be like oh don't watch the news they're trying to you know of course what about the stuff that ain't that easy or that ain't that obvious you know and i like that you pointed out taylor's uh journaling uh because she has a company called never stay stagnant guys go check that out it's on instagram it's linked in that episode and she's wonderful she's a delightful uh young young entrepreneur who broke out this is the the fun part about it she broke out of her matrix that was described for her in the corporate world to start deliberate journals or bullet point journaling, as you put it, for other people. So she designed a concept by breaking out of them that allowed her to break out of the matrix that allow other people to break out of their own matrix. And it's a very deliberate way to 
orchestrate and to kind of script your life, right? And then once you write it down, you know the power of, you know, this this turns into magic with a K, right? Now you're, scri- you're scribing out words and now you're spelling, you're creating spells that then create your reality. And on very subconscious levels, I think you're absolutely right. People will go through their day just based on rules to follow and stop signs to see and being told, okay, you go there, you stand here, the lanes in things that don't allow people to just kind of go, oh, you were here before me, you go ahead. No, it's it's a cue, right? It's this orchestrated, mechanistic type of reality. There's a guy who wrote a book called uh, The Possibility Principle, and his name is Mel Schwartz. I'm having him on here in a little bit. Uh, we've, I've got him booked here in a couple of weeks. But his whole idea is breaking out of that mechanistic type of uh, uh, re- uh, regime or a rigid schedule type of a thing, and it's brilliant. Uh, the way he goes about it, and he actually refers back to quantum physics on how to pay attention to your thoughts. I mean, he breaks things down from thought to thinking and the differences between. It's fascinating. And so that guy, whenever he comes out, I'll, I'll send you the link. Definitely, definitely. So, and and I think this, is what, this seems to be happening right now uh, in terms of we're all figuring out these different little pieces of the puzzle. Um, because this is, this is like a, it's, it's a group thing. Like, um, there, again, everything you see, everything they teach you in the, in the, in the, in the matrix is based upon a truth. Like herd immunity is a thing. Herd immunity means like, there's gotta be enough of us that like kind of get it so that, and, and this is us wait. Like when you talk about like, you know, we got to wake ourselves up or us waking up. Like, yeah, this seems to be it. Like we each are figuring this out until we don't need that. Oh, this is what I want to say. So um, uh, you brought up about five minutes ago, you said uh, you're talking about believing something and then you realize later that like it was wrong, but it brought you to the next. So here's an image which I've been holding in my mind for a while with the exact same, the exact same um, concept. And I don't know if you've ever seen like maybe like the old fashioned cartoons from like maybe the 40s, I think. And they often would show this image of like they they would do it over and over again of someone running up the steps. And as they're running up the steps, the steps behind them begin to disintegrate. Yes. Yes. But like that's basically what it is. It's like I'm going to use this to get here to get to here to get here. But then finally you get up to that new foundation. And that's part of the process. That's a great analogy. and by doing it, like, you know, you're being you're being honest and truthful with yourself. And like but that is seemingly like a big part of it. I personally have this is my personal opinion of the way which I think uh, you asked me, like, what's the way we should be? This is the way I think we're meant to be. I think this like there's a being with a human being where there is no persona. I'm going to say there is like speaking is much, much different. And there is a way in which we intuit and know everything about the other person. And so when we're learning about everything right now, having no privacy, oh, you got no privacy. That's based upon a truth, too. Remember, this is an inverted friggin' truth. And so what's the truth? The truth is that everyone was friggin' opened. And so that means every friggin' thought you have, that doesn't mean you don't have like lustful thoughts or anything like that. It's just like, you know, everyone knows that everyone has these thoughts. And like, there's no shame because shame is only when you're trying to friggin' hide something. And everyone that understands everyone. And when you're like that, there's like, like the idea of having, like if you grew up in that world, if you grew up in that world where like everyone knew everyone, everyone like that. 
And, and like, that's just how you were. And you still live life. Like you still had whatever your life was at that time. Like, you know, you'd be doing that, but this is just like the backdrop. Um, like they would see how how we experience consciousness and it would probably be the most confusing thing in the world they're like well well what why why are what why why aren't you telling the truth <laughs> like it's so foreign like and that's that's what i think the way it it should be but that's what we're moving towards and like you know when i and like the falling down of the steps is 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 seeing through you know whether it's personal lies or personal blind spots or or collective lies or blind spots, but it's to move to a place of honesty. Yep. I completely agree. Now, what, why do you think this happened? Do you think this has to do with the age of Aquarius is why we're kind of shifting into this new consciousness uh, and not the age of Aquarius, just maybe a certain time. Cause I know you talk about the, uh, I know I saw your video about the Saturn and how it represents or refers back to the age of Aquarius. So I'm interested in that concept from you. Why do you think so many goddamn people are waking up right now, or at least starting to see it for what it is either go, well, shit, I don't have anywhere to go. The way that I've kind of been relating this lately is there's basically like a volcano that's around. Okay. And humanity or consciousness represent represented by humanity is at the bottom of this hill and there's lava flows flowing down and there seems to be a better place to be. That's maybe the awareness of what's going on or a raising of consciousness. And then there's a place where people just go, I just got to fit in. There's higher ground over here. It's safe over here. But really the safety's on the other side or, or just, and it's basically just different, not right or wrong, just different. Right. And then you've got little patches of ground in between that haven't been completely submerged in lava, but there's a flow around it to where you've got to skip over these rocks to get to one side or another. I've found that that's maybe just more of a representation of what's going on with consciousness right now, that there are a lot of people that that are like, no, 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 stay over here where it's safe. And some people are going, no, it's safer over there and skipping rocks and finding little truths along the way to get to the other side of the lava. And eventually that path is going to be closed off, right? All those little stepping stones in the middle are going to be completely submerged in lava. And then you've got only where you are and where you are now. <laughs> That's, the, 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 uh, I, I like that analogy that I like to picture that that painted in my mind. Um, and I mean, that's I, I think the for me, the bigger point is or the more exciting thing is like this is happening right now. And maybe it's happening right now because of like what you said. What was the gentleman, the probability or the potentiality? Book yeah, the, the possibility principle. His name's Mel Schwartz. He's fast. Mel He's Schwartz. I just want to say Mel Schwartz. So, uh, so like you know, what what uh, what's what's happening is is the fact that. Um, you know, we're seeing this and like, as I'm waking up and you're waking up, we're seeing more people and it's happening. And like, you know, maybe, maybe that's happening, uh, but what, whatever's causing it. And, and, and it's certainly like the, the whole COVID thing really kicked off a different trans transition. Um, it is, it is moving people. It's moving people one way or the other, one people or the other, one way or the other. Um, Regarding specifically like the, the age of Aquarius, like so th this would be my story of how I how I see what's happening as it relates to creating false reality and so forth. Um, so like the particularly what's happening right now, like age of Aquarius since since the uh, um, since the the. Um, what was it? The move, the hair, the hair, the the musical hair. That's when the song "Age of Aquarius" 
really got into the collective consciousness like oh there's an age of aquarius okay well you know what you know that's that's when that started and, and i guess it has been speaking about uh maybe about 100 years earlier when they started talking about in a lot of like the british mystery schools and stuff like that but that's when it became like kind of mainstream so um you know that I think on a certain level, like on a very big level, all of that is complete false reality bullshit. It's false reality bullshit. Uh, we live like there is a there is an objective astrology. There is tons of 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 relative truth in astrology. Like when you're born into an astrological system uh, and you become part of it. So when you use that system to go and 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 tell who you are, like it makes sense. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean like outside of that system that it, it still holds water or at least it's been manipulated. So that being said, we live and we uh, we live in a in a world where the institutions uh, utilize astrology and astrological stories to control the 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 matrix like that's built into the deep deep backdrop of the of controlling the collective consciousness and like all of that's based upon something real but like but what they're doing right now is a total manipulation and the total manipulation and what they're doing they're creating this false reality about what the age of aquarius is and they are they're creating an inverted an inverted version of it and they're utilizing like manipulations of the heavens to explain and to link it into objective reality like it's kind of like um a whole bunch of people said that um you need to wear a mask you need to wear a mask it was just like people saying it like on tv but lo and behold everyone starts wearing a mask like it went from like this wasn't real at all until it was like these people made internalized it and then it became real so this is what's happening with like part of like this age of aquarius this inverted age of aquarius and how it's inverted so if you go and you follow the like the 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 um the the aquarius archetype the aquarius archetype i mean for the first for the first thing you want to say is aquarius is supposed to be like supposed to be who i don't know but this is how it's always positioned it's supposed to be the golden age it's supposed to be the the age of humanity of brotherhood among men sisterhood among men and all of that sort of stuff it's meant to be about um lightning like that's the symbol of the aquarius it's lightning so it's often like taking one standard de deviation away and they're saying it's about electricity because electricity is kind of lightning but it's actually like about lightning whatever that may mean and it has to do with like innovation and so innovation is uh, really just like doing things in new ways and doing things in new ways but it's in this like really nice like family uh, brotherhood sort of um uh, uh way so the inversion of that is like innovation is being expressed primarily through computer technology um which everything about computer technology everything is found fundamentally and foundationally about computer technology is inversion anti-human anti-earth there's no way around it like if you look at the facts like how you build computers who invented the computers what they're doing with the computers what they're calling the friggin' internet you're like oh yeah well you know it's an inversion to reality so it's like all of that is like part of the age of aquarius uh electricity electricity particularly what we live in an electrical universe that's 
seemingly a very accurate way of describing the environment, but but how we create electricity by like wrapping like co- like by coiling copper around like you know uh, uh, in these loops and then running magnets over it to extract electrons out of Earth. Like no, that's not the that's the different electricity. That's an inverted. And like there's not like we we think it's normal. Like certainly it powers our lights, but that's an inversion. That's part of the age of Aquarius. And the last thing is like, you know, instead of this brotherhood of, of, of humanity, it's more of like this globalism, like global culture and global laws. And we all do that. So it's like, this is the inversion. It's, 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 it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And we're seeing it tied in. Like, like this is going back. Like they've really been putting this into play like hardcore since 1945. But by doing that, by doing that, um, the more that squeezes, the more that squeezes the population, the more it's going to wake some of them up. So that's kind of the dance. Like if I'm going to go and try to change and do do this thing, like I'm going to have certain points of exposure. And like right now we're having the biggest exposure point because all of the stuff you've been saying for years, like no one wanted to look because, well, they didn't want to look because they're like, I have a good thing going. I got a good thing going. I got a, I'm five years away from retirement. I don't tell me that bullshit. I've done the right, but now they don't have that anymore. And so it's like, you know, they're, they're like, this is part of the squeeze. Like, so at the same time, there's like, I mean, this is my opinion, take it for whatever it's worth, but this is the whole cryptocurrency sort of thing. It's like, they're trying to come on in, come on in. Yeah. You can do it on the computer and it's gonna, it's great. You're going to make more money doing nothing. You can be free from the matrix. It's called frigging blockchain. It's called frigging blockchain. Chain. Read the history. They say an unknown, unnamed person from Japan invented it. Have you heard this the, uh... thing that's supposed to control every transaction on the human world on Earth was invented by someone you don't know. They won't even tell you who it was. Like, I mean, it's crazy. So this is the inversion. They're squeezing us like they're doing whatever they can, but they're more exposed now. The ridiculousness is more exposed now. So so that to me is part of the awakening. It's like, well, now's the move, but this is also when we're going to like, everyone's going to get awake. And then here's the, and, and then ultimately you go to like what you said like 10 minutes ago, like, well, what if this is like really like we're creating our own tailored game and it's all bullshit anyway. Like, and maybe that's what this looks like. That's what that looks like, you know? But this is what's happening. This is what's happening. More people are kind of waking up. We're figuring shit out. Uh, and and we're meeting new people. Like, I would have never met you had it not been for this. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, this is awesome. If it wasn't for... If it was, <laughs> this is funny. If it wasn't for COVID, I'd be still standing on the on the street corner with the, the end is near <laughs> sign and no one's listening I to me. I thought I recognized you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I never did that. No, I know. Uh, you know, and, and then a couple of things to that, though, man. Um, it does seem like everybody's waking up right now. Now, if it is a tailored experience for us, it feels like the boss level, right? It feels like it's all coming crashing down, and this is the boss. This is when you've really got to get your shit together mentally, where you've really got to kind of tailor your experience, and you've really got to buckle down and assume where you want. It's like, like again, the lava, the line's been drawn. Now, what's interesting, too, is I think it's so overt, it's so ridiculous, because it is that. It's so freaking ridiculous. Joe Biden's a goddamn clone, and we all know it, but nobody's talking about it. And then you... um. 
then you then you say, well, uh, it's so ridiculous. Well, what's the point of that? And the point maybe is because they figured out that we're past this point of no return to where nobody's going to call them out on it or not enough people to make a damn change and that we've been so divided as a as a humanity, as a species, then uh, there's nothing we can do about it collectively because we are damn near split in the middle. If not, the numbers are way far on the other side. And so you get you get to this point with this stuff, man, to where you're just like, okay, well, what what's the answer? And I think lately for me, I've been, and I've said this on damn near every show, I've been, just been saying you got to tend the garden you've got. You've just got to kind of control yeah. your own mind. You stay within, you, you look within yourself, you control your family or you take care of your family. You literally go outside, mow your own lawn, Plant some flowers if you want. Grow your own food if you want to, or you have the space to do that. Uh, these are the things that you can control, your mental uh, faculties, your emotions, and what you choose to spend your time with. If it is a march towards totalitarianism, we're not there yet. We're, we're close, but we're not there yet. So just enjoy and, and connect. And So to the, to the amount of people waking up right now, that's, that's, and why I put it that way is because it does feel like the switch has been flipped, like what you said earlier about, wow, that person surprised me that they actually bought into all this shit. And then somebody else surprised you because you figured they would be the one that bought into it, but they're the ones coming up and asking you about UFOs. They're the ones going like, so are they interdimensional or what? And you're just like, damn, man, okay, well, let's go talk. It, it is surprising to see uh, who's waking up, how they're waking up, and what the word even waking up means. It's, I think it's just really an observation on the, on the matrix or on the fake reality that's, that's in front of us, right? That's all we mean when we say waking up. That's all up. it means. It's, it's, waking up is greater awareness than what you had before. Like, we're all in a process. It's like something, which you thought was, something that you thought was a truth ter- when you find out that that's not a truth. That's a, that's a waking up process. Um, it's fu- it's funny what your comment about the the UFOs. Um, I, I sat down and I had a very serious conversation with 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 my sons, and I was like, there are two types of people out there. There's one type that thinks that Sasquatch is just a very large hairy mammal, and then there's another type of person who thinks Sasquatch is a interdimensional higher being. And so at some point, you're going to have to choose which side. <laughs> literally i had that conversation with them and they look at me and they look at i mean they're used to it by now i've been their father their whole lives but it's like it it just never gets old for me it's hilarious because that's it that's the only two that's what you got not is bigfoot real or not is is even interdimensional it's like these are your two choices you're almost 18 yeah you need to hunker down you need to pick a side son you know what shirt am i printing out for you exactly 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 i love it michael i love it man um well listen i there there are so many damn things i want to talk to you about um can can i have you for just a little bit longer and we'll wrap it up here yeah let's let's go another 15 minutes that's perfect so uh have you gotten your calendar thing figured out do you want to go down that road or did you want to touch on something else from before do you want to talk about dragons or your calendar uh, we, we could talk calendar we could talk calendar because uh because we did the bujo plug all right so let me explain. So can I walk you through a process? Yes, please. All right. So um, I, I'm really, I've been really interested in for probably about the last year, uh, you know, I've been thinking about time. I've been thinking about cycles. I've been thinking about like what's real, what's not real. And the calendar thing has always been, you know, in the back of my mind, like, like you, I think for me, at least when I first realized that there's something wrong is like the first time someone points out like, well, September means seven and it's the ninth month, you know, in October. Like, <laughs> yeah. and like when the first time you hear that, you're like, yeah. And you like learn all this sort of stuff. And so that was for me, like, 
like a long time ago. And I went through a lot, like as far as I could go with it. And I looked at all the different calendar systems and I was like, and I tried a couple of different things too. And I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I've actually always struggled with, with the calendar. I've always had this internal like conflict. Like I get like, I get, when I see a really nice calendar, I get turned on. I'm like, that is awesome. But I can't keep a calendar for life of me. Like I'll buy a calendar. I used to buy the calendars and like, I just would never write anything in it. Like that was, that was always hard for me. Are you going to show me a calendar? Bam. That's how I do all my booking. Look at that. Isn't that hot? Look at that. I, I like that. I like to see the, I, I like to see the specs. So, <laughs> so all of that's going on. So, so that's been like, kind of like the back in the back of my mind, the back of my world. And I love, there's something I like about calendars or something like I really honor about the planning process. Uh, there's something which, which also, which is like I, that calendar, I don't, you know, I, I know about calendars. I don't want to participate with it. Um, and so the moon, the moon cycle, the lunar cycle is one of the most real time keeping processes that we can all objectively agree upon. I mean, we might not agree upon like what the moon is and like whether it's a, a satellite from Saturn or not. I don't know. But like I, I, I open to that possibility. But for now, I'm still trusting the moon because it's, you know, that that at least I could see until you, you the, the onus is on you to prove that to me. That's right. right. That's right. So anyway, so anyway, so I got the moon up there. And um, so we obviously know that the moon corresponds with with months, you know, moon and month. But the moon's weird, like the moon's weird because like sometimes it's a 28 day cycle. Some days it's 27 or 29 day, 28 day, 27 day cycle. Um, sometimes you see it in the day. Sometimes you don't see it in the day. Like that's half the mystery of the moon. That's why the moon represents like, you know, mystery amongst other things. Like, like it's an unpredictable thing and it's in, it totally captivates you. So I've been thinking about moons. I've been thinking about calendars and months and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and I was looking, if you've ever seen like a, a, a lunar chart or a lunar calendar, I like to look at those and they show you like what the what the the moon looks like over the year. Like this is like when you got a first quarter and this is like, you know, when you got the full moon and they graph it out and it always looks cool. And when you see that there's a matrix around it, you know, a matrix is just like a structure, a system for something to grow in. And so it's got an, a horizontal uh, line and a vertical line and, and going up and down is probably going to tell you like days one through 31 and then going across the top are the months. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, the moon is being defined by months. Like this entire image of what they're showing me. Like I'm thinking like, I'm like, I'm like all into the moon. I'm breaking out of the matrix. I'm looking at, and I'm like, but they are framing. They're framing my understanding. They're framing my understanding of this actual cis, of this actual uh, uh, cycle, and they're putting that cycle in this false reality. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, the calendar's got a purpose. I get it. I get it. I'm being a little bit theoretical, but I'm going to go into very, very practical. So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, well, I'm going to flip that switch. Like, I still need to go and I still need to go and uh, um, like interact with the calendar system. Like I, I, you know, we had to schedule this and we had to agree upon the date, but I'm going to look at it first through, through the lunar, through the, through the, the natural cycle, as opposed to looking at it first through the false reality. So I'm like, all right, well, let me, I, and I kept on running with this. So I was like, all right. So I like to, uh, 
in my personal process, like what I like to do is I like to pull cards and I pull cards mostly for contemplation reasons. I like to pull cards because it adds a, it adds like a little bit of like, uh, if you're going to be planning like, Oh, I'm planning my day. Obviously that's like a lot of structure, but I'm going to throw some mystery in it. So like pulling cards is like kind of like a, um, like a big deal for me. And like the, the first of the month I loved, I like, I pull a card like at the, when I begin the year, like one card for every month for the whole year. And then like for every month, I then take that card and then I go a little bit deeper. And like, I do like a whole thing so that I have a month to think about what that's about. Like that's kind of my system. And I like it. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. And one of my other favorite things to do is like on Sundays is like beginning to like, I'm going to sit down and like I, I bullet journal. I like to make my own calendar. Like I write out my calendar. I like to go through that process. And then I start realizing I'm like, if I'm no longer going to follow this move, this month cycle, and I'm going to move to the moon cycle. I'm like, why am I following any of their weeks? I'm like, what the hell is Sunday anyway? There's no such thing as Sunday. Like statistically, statistically, more people die on Saturday, but second day is Monday. Statistically, more people die on Monday. Like, like that's a thing, but there's no such thing as Monday. They made the shit up. Yeah. It's all just an agreement, right? It's an agreement, but it's an agreement that has real consequences, but nonetheless. So I'm like, there's no Sunday. Why am I doing this? So I totally changed all of my planning. I changed all of like the, the timing of when I did. So I want to tell you what I changed it to. So I'll first show you this. So what I did right here. So your Bujo girl, if she could see this, I think she'd give me like a thumbs up for this. So Taylor, this is my yeah. calendar. I need to connect. So you what I've done make one of these. is um, I've gone to like the, the months, like the traditional months of like, you know, we're in the pink moon right now. And I begin it that my month begins on the new moon. That's it. And I have my day count right next to it. And then after that, I have the corresponding day of the calendar. And then I have next to that, I've got the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This is my Rosetta stone. Damn. So this is how I go through it. But I do, I need to break things up by weeks. So you could see the color differences. So those are the phases. There's no such friggin' thing as a week, but there is such thing as a phase. You can objectively see that. You go from new moon to first quarter. That is a truth of nature. You go from first quarter to, to, the, to the full moon and then all the way back. So then, and here's what's interesting. Every lunar cycle is a little bit different. Some, sometimes it's like an eight-day week. Some days it's a six-day week when you plan it out. But this is how I create my calendar. And then I make my own actual week. So I'll show you what a week looks like. So then, uh, where's the most recent one? So I'll go and I'll just spell out for this week has eight days. So I'm moving off of there. My week began on um the full moon, which was Monday, the 26th, but that would be like what I used to treat as Sunday. And so what I've done is I've done everything, but the, the way I've always done, but I've tweaked it. I'm no longer doing it from their system first. I'm doing it from the system, which I'm in, but I'm doing the same sort of thing but it keeps getting deeper and deeper from that because I plan my weeks now based upon like what's happening with the phase of the moon. You go from new moon to first quarter. Well, what's happening? You're going from total darkness to like, it's getting lighter. You're expanding. You're so that first week is about expanding, but it's still dark. So it's kind of like inner expanding. So this is my time all about planning and strategy and all the stuff which you do where you're like, you're doing work, 
but it's like behind the scenes work. And then as soon as you have that first quarter, you're like beyond the midpoint. You're more than halfway lit and you're moving up. So I'm still working hard, but now I'm doing outer work. Like now I'm out and so everyone can go and see me. Like I'll go on a show like this. And then you reach the full moon and then you start to come down. It starts to get smaller. So now the energy is like, now I'm starting to have fun. Because like now it's like, you know, I'm going downhill. And then when you get to the final phase, when you're like, uh, you're I call that collapsing, collapsing and then hidden. It's like, this is total rest. This is when you rest. It's like all that whole sort of roller coaster ride. And so now it's like, you know, <clears throat> I am still taking advantage of all of the benefits of having a system. But the system is, there, there are three things that come with it. One, it's grounded in, in baseline reality. I don't know what baseline reality is, but it's not grounded in the matrix. There's number one. I magically, when you're magically planning your day in ma like the matrix first lens, well, guess what? It's always a matrix plan. I know this is not. I'm still in the matrix in an extent, but I'm not going first through there. Second, it's always moving. It's, it's dynamic just like nature, just like baseline reality. So it adds that you do it by hand, you make it colorful, you do like your artistic thing. And the thing is like a full system and it is completely aligned in objective reality. So that's Damn, my that's system. Cool. I'm real excited about it. That's why I got excited about the, about the Bujo girl, because I'm like, I'm Bujo as fuck. No, Taylor, Taylor would love to work with you on this, man. How cool would that collaboration be to come up with something like this? That is, I mean, you've done it, right? Yeah, you just need it in print and color coded it. Now, I do like those. Is that, that what she does? It's like she comes she, up with the templates? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She created the whole thing. Yeah. Taylor Root Sala. We I mean, need to talk. How about all? You can, all, you can, you can broker that deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to connect you two. The only thing I want is one of them. That's it. And you guys go nuts with it, okay? But all right. I think this that is sounds fascinating. Fair. I it's think that so sounds interesting. Fair because I've got like a whole line of like yeah, the stickers. Like if I could get like the visuals on it, I would love to create the world's greatest uh, Bujo flexible um, day planning system. I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, it sounds so cool, man, and so interesting because, yes, it is still a system, but but it's your system. And so you've modeled this off of more of the natural world than anything else. I love it. I, I love this idea. You would briefly brought it up to me, and I have it in my notes, calendar, question mark, 90 minutes, two hours and stuff. And so um, I love it, man. I think it's fascinating. I will hook you and Taylor up. I think she would love to do something like this. That's really cool. All right. All right, so you guys uh, can uh, get on the template and, and we'll make that happen for you. We'll Michael, see man. what happens. And how, and how about this? And this is what we'll do for anyone who listened to the show, anyone who listens to the show. They witnessed it. They went, who knows? Like, we, you could go and you could tell this to Taylor and Taylor's going to be like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I'm not going to know. That she's, she's I don't really think flexible. she'll say that, but that's a possibility. It's not a high probability, but it is a possibility. So for anyone who's listening, when we bring this, if we bring this, how when, we bring when. this into magical reality, right. there's got to be some sort of like reward for them we'll figure that one out we'll figure out like a 10 percent off thing or whatever if you use i'm thinking like a free sticker okay we could free sticker it up i've got some i'd here. like to give I've someone got, a sticker but that's I've me got i got these. like like this so so there's some of my stickers see so okay well you and those yours do, i'll send you some if you send some to me that's what we'll do we'll, we'll do a cross uh, marketing thing here and we'll get that going and taylor's going to be totally on board with this because she's an entrepreneur this is a niche deal and i think it's going to be a huge deal and it's going to be a lot of fun and now you know the problem with this though all these um 
I'm trying to think of the nice word to say it. All these people who don't really do stuff like this are going to hijack this. It's like all the people going on ayahuasca retreats and shit, you know? Like, they're not from that world, but that's okay. You know, dip your toe in it and enjoy it. And then this will become a trend. It'll be a trending thing. You'll be hashtag trending on Instagram, and this is how you'll blow up and become a bajillionaire, dude, is by this right here. A calendar? I uh-huh. don't want to be a bajillionaire. Too this bad. is the one thing I know from, this is the one thing I know, like, I know a lot about friggin' money, more than most people should. Not because I've had a lot, just because I know a lot about money. I, um, so this is what, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Look at the human body. What do you hoard in the human body? What do you do with oxygen? What do you do with water? What do you do with, like, you know, you want to have a little bit of fat on your bones. I'm a little bit skinny. Like I've been told many times, you need a little bit of fat on your bones, but we don't want to hoard. You know what? This is, this system is corrupt, but, uh, and it's, it's, it's built upon, it's built upon magic. But if you want to at least be in harmony with it, it's about one thing. It's about cash flow. It's about current. Have it come in, have it go out. If we got to be in this system, that's the only way it won't destroy you. The moment you think that, like, listen, you got, I'm not giving anyone financial advice, but if you're going to take my financial advice, you want to keep six months amount of money on, on, or if you can do that, you want to have that like in savings, yeah, access to, you want to never have any sort of, you want to buy things if you can. But that being said, this is how you manage money. It's all about cash flow. Because if you try to do anything other than that, it's going to go and destroy you. This, this the system was made for that. And so it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, to be a billionaire, but what I would like to do is have cash flow to share with as many people as I possibly can. That's what I meant and by so that. that could, that's what I'd want to do. Well, then let's be very do that. clear about that. Because it's a tool, right? It's a tool in the system. So if you can use that tool, that's very effective. That has a lot of power in the system. Now, if you can take that and give that power back to other people to where now they're not struggling day to day, that's a big thing. You know, that's an altruistic way to create a dope-ass calendar that's brand new. You're breaking the system. You're breaking the game. You're getting back to the ancients on this shit, and I love it. Um, and, I, dude, I have so many damn things I want to talk to you about, but let's save it for another one. Would you come back We'll on? save it for another one. This was a lot of fun okay so you come back and this on. is the only time i've ever been hooked up with like a, a designer <laughs> of calendars i didn't even know that existed this is like bro this is what this is okay one last thing and then we'll go You're this fine. is an example of how you the t- it's tailored exactly for you i'm a freaking calendar design person but i don't know about templates you have the template person and you're the person who could who, who connected the whole thing like this is watching it happen in real time and did you hear what you just said it's tailored for you Okay, do you know the young lady's name? What? Taylor. <laughs> God damn it, well, There Michael. we go. <laughs> I love this. I love everything about this. You are fantastic. You've got a home here. You're, you're Soul Tribe for sure, man. Uh, you have a home here anytime. So if you don't mind, uh, tell my audience where they can find you, man, and we'll get this thing wrapped up for you. Uh, probably the best place is SusquehannaAlchemy.com. Um, from there, you can find everything else. Um uh, Susquehanna Alchemy uh, on YouTube, like that works. I've got a lot of videos there. Uh, on Instagram, pretty much all I do is tell you when a video comes out. Uh, I'm starting something on Rockfin, and I'm kind of like, um, at first I was him and hawing, but now I'm excited because if this comes to fruition, we're going to create, it's going to be the most fun thing you've ever seen. But but I, it's still in the dream phase and you don't ever talk about anything while it's still in the dream phase. It's still like, it's still growing, but, but I might be doing something there real soon. And if you want any of the personal stuff, uh, subscribe, star.com, Susquehanna Alchemy is where uh, I put up that sort of content. Um, and I just came up with a t-shirt shop and the t-shirts are awesome. So 
like you want to go, you'd find that from the website, but like the t-shirts, I definitely would highly recommend them because I think they're cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to get some t-shirts from you. This is great. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I am going to leave this on one final uh, conspiracy theory that I'm making up right now, actually, as you and I are speaking. Now, I will profess this by saying that you're a handsome man, okay? Uh, no homo here, but you're a handsome guy. I am going to say that you, that Kurt Cobain never died, and that you are actually Kurt Cobain continuing on. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Have I'll you tell not you gotten this. that ever? Has I no don't told think, you that you look like Kurt Cobain? I, kind of? I don't think anyone has ever seen us in the same room before. Oh, shit. Together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're going to leave it on that, Michael. Michael, thank you so much, man. Let's do this again soon, brother. This Definitely. Absolutely. Honor. Thank you. Incredibly grateful for Michael Wan spending some time with us today. The tip of the iceberg, guys. He will be back on. We will explore some fascinating concepts. You guys can do some some more deep dives into his work and into his ideas and his perception, which is fascinating. At his Susquehanna Alchemy, it is linked below in the show notes. Just go down there and click. Uh, as far as this show goes, guys, you can find us at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all of the socials are. The YouTubes, your Twitters, your Instagrams for you kids, because uh, you love that shit, so I just keep putting it up. Um, as well as the YouTube. You can see how much he looks like Kurt Cobain in the YouTube video. Just check it out. It's an interesting correlation there. Um, as well as our Patreon. If you find the show valuable, if you think it's great, uh, liking and sharing is always the most beneficial way to help out. But if you wanted to go even further, if you're like, man, this dude's fascinating and awesome and i love him uh well thank you first of all uh, i think you're great too uh go ahead and uh, throw down on some patreon uh, contribute as little as much as you as you think it's it always helps and we're always grateful for it as well uh, go ahead and uh, pick up a piece of litter this week guys um buy somebody a meal that's uh, behind you in line you need to do something out of the ordinary to change somebody's day for the better you know get out of that left-hand lane that always changed my day when somebody sees me coming up you know very fast behind them because we live in texas it's just the way we drive uh, and then they shift on over i'm like dude you listen to the show and i appreciate that thanks a lot common sense way to go um as well as just go ahead and you know just be nice man just smile at a stranger pet a strange dog that's that's always great right uh, think about these concepts, guys. Go check Michael out. He's wonderful. Uh, I will be reaching out to Taylor for those calendars, so expect those soon. And um, just in general, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and y'all just be good to one another. We'll see you next time. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.